Welcome to Bourbon and Beignets. My name is Whitney Evans-Narden. And I'm Ginger Moore. I'm the uh, beignet, supposedly. but And I'm supposedly the bourbon, but yeah. I don't bourbon. I'm pretty sure I'm the bourbon and I you're the beignet. You are. I think you are. Ginger's a little sweeter than I am, so definitely <laughs> I think so. But welcome to our podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about life, love, Jesus, relationships, food, not in any particular order because Jesus, of course, would be first. Yes, yeah, but not in order of importance, at least. Um, but this season, if you if you're new to Bourbon and Beignets, um, this is a podcast where we do talk about Jesus. We go over scripture, but we have some fun too. Um, a little bit of Kentucky, a little bit of New Orleans up in here. A lot of Jesus. Yes, that's a, our, a lot, that's of, our a lot of Jesus. For season two. So season one, we went over Ecclesiastes 3, uh, verses 1 through 12. So please go back and listen to that if you haven't. In season two, we're focused on Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. So Ginger, if you would read that, and oh, then no, no. I'll go wait, into... Wait, you forgot important stuff. I'm going to go over my kicks of the day. Okay. I'm going to do it, but you read the verse Oh, first. you want me to read the verse? Yeah. Okay, because yeah. I, have, I have other things to share, too. You so, sure do. Okay, so this season is all on Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, and it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Thanks, Ginger. Oh, you're welcome. You're Thanks welcome. Thanks so much. I'm a good reader. You are a very good yeah. reader, definitely. <laughs> so now that Ginger's giving you all the verse, um, we'll go into the most important part of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Which are the kicks really. of the day? Not really, y'all. This is probably the least important part. But um, the kicks of the day, I love sneakers. If you go back to our Instagram um, and Facebook, um, our Instagram is at bourbon underscore and underscore beignets. So go look at that on IG. Um, you will see my KOTDs. Those are kicks of the day. Today I have Jordan 1 Low Shattered Backboard. So Ginger was like, I thought they were going to have cracks in them. I'm like, no, it symbolizes like the shattered, the actual <laughs> like basketball. And it, they're always, anytime you hear of a Jordan model that is a shattered backboard, it's going to have orange and black in it. So remember that if you want some Halloween shoes, you got to look up Jordan shattered backboards. And they're really cute. They are cute. I have lows on. Sneakerheads will be like, oh man, you don't have the highs, you got lows on, but at least I don't have mids on. So anybody who knows anything about sneakers would probably laugh at that because um, <laughs> mids are not kosher. Well, I like these. It's it Thanks. was a it was a good um, Sunday go to church yeah. kicks of the day. Yeah, I think. and post Halloween, it yeah. was a great. It's a great look. Today's the day after Halloween. So I also have a hoodie on from Soul Individual. It says Jesus is King and it has Jesus crossing over the devil like in basketball. So I thought it was appropriate to have the shattered backboard Jordan One Lowe's, but also um, you know, people Christians give Halloween a bad rap, so I just thought, you know, Jesus crossing over the devil would be well, great. Well, you know, today is All Saints Day. It is All Saints so, Day, you so know, it's perfect. I, it's the sweatshirt, it's fitting in, in many levels. It is. You know? There so, you go. There you go. Um well and we discovered midway through first season, you know, I'm 
I'm much, I'm, I'm a little older than Whitney. Just a smidge. A little bit. And um, I don't do cool things like trade sneakers. Um, <laughs> I do cool things like polish my silver, <laughs> clean, <laughs> clean my baseboards. And, you know, I'm at the age, well, I mean, even when I was your age, I always wore pearls. Every, everywhere, all it's the time. Classy, June. So it's classy, June. So we had a request. We had people say, well, we like pearls of the day. Mm-hmm. So we've tried to include pearls of the day. So today I am wearing... It's a single strand mm-hmm. of freshwater pearls, which yeah. um, and there are very small knots in between them. I have some freshwater pearls that have these big knots in between them. They're little knots, but I doubled them up as a double strand. Nice. And they're one of my favorites. So. Cute, cute. Yeah. I love them. I love them. Definitely. So thank you for that. Um, yeah, this week... This week we're gonna be talking about comparison. Yes, right? it's something that women are really We're so good at well, it. Yeah, we're the, the best. We're the best. At <laughs> it. Um, I'm better than you at comparison, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, aren't you clever? Um, but I guess, you know, we talk about this every week, but we never know when you're gonna be a first time listener. So it's always yeah. important, I think, to cover some of it. But um, you know, this season we're looking at what entangles us? What mm-hmm. keeps us from having that abundant life yep. that the Lord spoke of in John 10, 10? Yep. And then Hebrews tells us, you've got to throw this stuff aside that's going to mm-hmm. hold you back from that full abundant life. And yep. as we were working through, you know, just I think things lots of women deal with, but then things that you and I have dealt with just... Yep. um you know, things that we've talked about over the year, years. Comparison is one of those things that always comes up. And one of my favorite quotes, and I've got some good comparison quotes Man, to share with you all, ones, and we've got y'all. some good scripture to share with you on comparison. But I remember the first one that I really started using with my girls, starting about middle school, is comparison is the thief of joy. Yep, yep. And, you know, that John 10.10 talks about, you know, you want this life that's abundant and full of joy. And then Hebrews, this Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 talks about, you know, Jesus went through the hard stuff for the joy set before him. Right. And I think, and I hate to stereotype our sex, you Mm -hmm. know, I hate to paint with broad strokes, but women... We can do this, and it can get oh, yeah. in our heads, and yes. it can, um, it can lead to so many problems. It can yes. lead in marriage. Yep. You know, when you are out with another couple, and then you get yep. home and you start comparing your marriage to yep. your friend's marriage, or why, or comparing husbands. Yeah. You know, yep. why? Yep. Look, her husband never does that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure he doesn't in public. Uh, yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> you know, exactly. and but. Winnie, share some of the stuff you found as you're doing. Tell them your reading program because I love your reading program that you're doing. Yes. So I'm uh, reading the Bible in 90 days um, or supposed to be reading it in 90 days. Corbin is holding me accountable and he asked yesterday if I was, you know, sticking to it. I'm a few days off, but I'm going to catch up today. I've used the weekends to catch up. During the week, it's a little bit more difficult. So I've gone through Genesis. I'm supposed to be on Leviticus, but I'm still in Exodus. So, you know, tonight we're going to be reading Exodus. But anyway, um, Genesis is like the comparison, like the the entire, uh, the whole book is just comparison. I mean, you got so many examples of it. You got Cain and Abel, and that's like the earliest when comparison form. is deadly. 
when comparison is deadly. <laughs> then you have Jacob and Esau, and you know he was a little bit manipulative, and you know Jacob was a little manipulative in how he got what he got from his father. But um, then you have Leah and Rachel, and I can't say you know when you were talking about women and like the things because we have so many things to compare, right? We have more than men to compare, right? Yeah. Of course, we have bodies. We have, you know, we have this image of ourselves and everything. And men usually just fight and then they get over it. And I, I appreciate that on a very, like, caveman level. Of, yes. Like, I'm just going to fight <laughs> and whoever wins, wins. But women are like, no, I can get there. Like, if I got to lose five pounds to get to her weight, I'm going to do it. And then if she loses five more pounds, I'm going to lose ten. Like, we, like, <laughs> go back and forth until we're better. But Leah and Rachel, I can't say I would have been... Um, not like Leah in that instance, like, oh, I've gotten a husband. He worked seven years for me and that's not who he wanted. And so he's yeah. like, but he worked 14 years for your sister. Like, <laughs> Well, and then you think there was just this, um, there was this race yeah. for them to have children. There was exactly. comparison and competition right. there. And then you fast forward to, um, Joseph and Benjamin. Exactly. And, you know, they were the two sons mm-hmm. of the favored wife. Mm-hmm. And then poor Joseph ends up in a well with yep. this beautiful coat smeared with blood. Exactly. So. I know. And, I, you know, I think about that. Leah's like, I gave him six children and a girl. Actually, I gave him seven children. I gave him <laughs> six boys and a girl. I mean, Dinah didn't do and too well. but my, And then my concubine. <laughs> my gave him three more. My maidservant gave him some more. Yeah, gave him more. <laughs> so, you know, it was like, oh, but still, I'm better than my sister. I gave, you know, the, you know, this many sons and everything. And, you know, we all know, like, the 12 tribes of Israel you know, stemmed from them. And I, I think about, okay, but look at, like, the grand scheme of things. And, like, who remembers, honestly, out of the 12 tribes of Israel, who do we remember most? Joseph. Like, yeah. I mean, that's just all to <laughs> it. So, you know... Corbin has this thing with Naphtali. Like, he loves the name and, like, wants to name, if we have a boy, name him Naphtali. And I was like, it literally means despair. Like, <laughs> no, we're yeah. not doing it. But I was, I always think of that, like, okay, yeah, you had seven kids, but, like, my one is, like, the one. Like, or my two out of the two, and they were the favorite ones. My one, Joseph. But, but then you have to think Judah. Judah was you great. Know, and the lineage of Christ. Yes. So you've got to. Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, you, it, but then you go into this comparison thing, like, are my kids better than your kids? And like women do that. And so the, my favorite though, of the comparisons, and we were talking about this, is the prodigal son. Oh, no. I, it's just such a good story. One of my favorites. It's such a good story. Like, I just, it is one of my favorite too. And, and Ginger was reflecting on like, sometimes I'm the older son and sometimes I'm the prodigal son. Like my, my dad always used to tease us when we were, um, when, well, he probably still teases Raven about this, but when we would leave and like not come back home for yeah. college and we only live like 40, maybe not even 45 minutes away from, um, where we went to college in New Orleans and, he would always say every time we come up, look at the prodigal daughter. Like, you know, he would, he would make a joke out of it when he, I know what he meant to say is like, I miss you. Yes. But um, it was really funny um, to see him interact with Raven like that. And he did the same thing with me um, when I would come home because the visits got shorter and shorter. So it was like yeah. weekly freshman year. And by the time senior year came, it was like calling me on the phone. Are you actually going to, am I going to see you, you know, type of thing. And so, um, I think about that. And, well, and yeah. I think, you know, I guess in my my personal faith journey, 
just thinking of my sins and times I've been far away from the Lord mm-hmm. and that, you know, that like that father, he never stops looking. Right. Um, and then also just doing ministry. When you, when you are in the position of leading ministry and wanting to welcome people back yep. to the Lord, I've just, I've had experiences and I'm sure you, you have of like in church, Mm-hmm. Well, you don't. You do know what she did, don't you? Right. You know, right. or like, right. you know, there's so many older brothers mm-hmm. in church that mm-hmm. think they've got it all figured out. So when when that younger brother comes back, you've got that wham 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 voice over yep. in, in your other ear going, "Well, you know what they did." Yep. Um, yep. Or like the older brother that that was there, and you know, um, a younger brother comes back and just really start seeking the Lord. And, yes. And that, that older brother doesn't like, well, I'm going to take my contribution somewhere else. You're right. Okay, take it. Isn't Bye. It? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but I think that's just, it's such human nature. Yes. It's, it, it really is. And it's like just fighting. It. We are just constantly having to fight yep. that fleshly nature yep. to compare. Yep. And I think when we do that, we don't know who we are in Christ. When right. we know who we are in Christ you're like the more the merrier exactly. you know there's room at the exactly. table for everybody exactly. but when you really aren't certain about what what your spiritual gifts are mm-hmm. you know what your relationship with the lord is mm-hmm. that's when i think the devil does some of his best work between our ears yeah that's when the comparison ministry comes up you know at the table and it's like okay i like if god walked in you know and was like okay so you only sin five times, but you sin three times. But the weight of your three sins are greater than like I don't. I'm like, what? Why do people? Why do we do that? It's like, okay, yeah, I may do this sin, but not that one. Or you know, like we're comparing bad things. Like why? Why well, are you being the lesser? Why do you want to be so the lesser funny. of two evils? Just don't be evil. I like, was I was talking to a friend just this past week, and we were talking about sin, and we were mm-hmm. talking about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And you know, while all sin is offensive yep. to God, there are sometimes people sin, and of course it is offensive and wrong in the eyes of God, mm-hmm. but it is a sin against us. Yes. You know, and then so what does that forgiveness look like? And we were talking a lot mm-hmm. about forgiveness, and I said, you know, the problem is in comparison, we compare our sins to someone else's sin, and yep. so we feel like the sin that's been committed against us is much worse mm-hmm. than a sin I committed against somebody. Right, you right. Know, and like, you never know the ripple effect of your sin. That's yeah. what I always think about. I'm like, okay, in what situation have I sinned? And it may have caused other people to sin or other, like may have caused angst or something else in someone else's life. And I always think about that. Like, okay, I may not have murdered someone, but... If I lie, this may have affected this person's life, and that person may have affected another person's life, and they may have, you well, know, may have I, a ripple you effect. You know, I said, I said it's hard for us in our humanness. When my girlfriend and I were talking about this, I said, all sin is black. Mm-hmm. It is dark. Yep. It is against God. But us, in our comparison, we were like, oh, but I don't think you understand. My sin, it's more of gray. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's yeah. a little dark. It's off I mean, black. It's, yeah, it's dark gray. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. I'm just going to write me. All our sin is yeah. is black. Yeah. And it's against it's against God. Yeah. And yeah. we get really caught up. Um, 
couple years ago, I had a friend recommend the book to me. I think John Bevere wrote it. It's called The Bait of Satan. Ooh. And it's all about forgiveness. Mm. And how I've hard, heard of that book. I've how that hard book. it is to forgive. And um, it, this is the, it's so funny. Mm-hmm. So I read the book, and my friend said, she goes, You're going to love it. She goes, Because it's very humbling because the bait of Satan, and this right. is a spoiler alert. She told me, I still read the book, so I'll tell y'all, it's the sin of offense. Yeah. And we take offense. And then the devil uses that to fester in our heart, and then we won't forgive. And uh, so my girlfriend told me about that book three years ago. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. she tells me about it. We're sitting at brunch. I literally order it off of Amazon while she tells me about it. And she'd gone through a really rough season where she had to forgive somebody. Mm -hmm. It was tough to forgive. So I order the book. I read it. And I'm like, oh, I needed this, Lord. Like it, and yeah. it helped me. It was a big encouragement to me. And um, so then, a couple of days ago, I was meeting with that same girlfriend for lunch, and we were talking. And she was like, "I am really having trouble forgiving this." And it was a particular situation. Mm-hmm. And it was family, and it was hurtful. And and I was just listening to her, and I said, "You know." A couple years ago, I was really struggling with forgiveness and comparison and all this. And I said, mm-hmm. a friend of mine recommended this book to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I said it was called The Bait of Satan. It was by John Bevere. And I looked at her, I said, have you ever heard of that book? Uh-huh. And she looked at me. She was like, I have. And I said, <laughs> do you remember when you recommended it to me? And she goes, well, I do now. Oh, <laughs> and, man. And I was like, you probably want to read it. I think it would really help you. Exactly. And we just laughed. Exactly. And, um and I'm, I will probably bring that up later as we work through this episode because yes. we were going to talk about some good comparison later. And, yes. and it, it, that is a spiritual friend of mine that is a great yes. um, spiritual comparison person for me. I love it. I love it. And, and we talked about this a little bit and um, how we're going to talk about later how comparison can be um it doesn't always have to be a negative thing it can be positive it depending can. on who or what you're comparing yourself to <laughs> but um you know I, I think about friends that are holding us um accountable especially in the realm of comparison like if it's a healthy comparison um a lot of the times your true friends can recognize like okay, what are you doing? Like, focus on yourself. You are, like, what is the end goal to this whole comparison thing that you're doing? Or, like, what, what's the end game? And I know I have friends that do that to me. Katrina Bamashaw is great oh, on it. Oh, we love Katrina Bama. Katrina is so good at it. Like, she's, she's like, very good at holding people accountable. Um, and, I, I mean, I would think that I'm good at holding her accountable, too, but she's just one of those people. I'm like, you would be such a good manager of people. And she's like, I don't like people that much. So, you know, to be able to do that. So. She was a people person, but people ruined that for yeah, her. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What always that That's something that always sparks. Um, it always just um, sparks interest in me of how um, even of how others can notice that you're comparing um, yourself to them or like you may do something that will allude to the fact that you're comparing yourself to others like I'm um I'm getting a bigger house than you or I have a bigger house than you or like you know I got married twice like <laughs> good for you <laughs> good for you or I only got married once you know I mean, or I had more kids or like my kids are doing better or you know 
things like, or I got a better car than you. And I, I think about um, how much responsibility comes with that when you're comparing yourself to others. Like, yeah, you have more stuff than me, but why are you comparing yourself to me? I'm not the person you need to be comparing yourself yeah, to. Yeah. And like the weight that that carries. And I see that a lot um, in moms. Mm-hmm, you yeah. know, you talked about comparing children. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, that it that is just, it's hard. Yeah. And it, yeah. it that is really, really hard. And, yeah. you know, I think all kids go through seasons of mm-hmm. struggle and, um, you know, I just, <laughs> my, my daddy, I, I, I normally will use positive quotes from my dad. Yeah. My dad says of parenting, he's like, parenting, it's a lifetime sentence with no parole. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, I think when you're really struggling with your kid, yeah. it's you, you look at other people's kids and are like, okay, mm-hmm. am I missing something here? And, you know, I think it's so hard to you just really have to know who you are and we always go back to what are the core values of our family yep and so i can, i i don't have time to like compare my kids to anybody else's kids right. because i'm really focused on these are the core values of our family right. right and you know if we're missing the mark in some way we need to look at how our family is missing the mark not exactly. how somebody else's family and you know I've got so many good quotes today on comparison, but one of them, it says, less comparison, more compassion. Ooh, come through. And I think, you know, and I think Mm. we have to, if we have to compare ourselves um, to feel better about ourselves and we compare ourselves to somebody that's floundering or struggling, you know, that, that's to me such a... um, a dark sin. It's it such is. A, it's just, it's such it a, is. you know, my daddy always says, uh, are you dealing with a good heart or are you dealing with a bad heart? Well, <laughs> if you, um, I had an acquaintance once that she called me with like a really juicy piece of gossip and it, it was like real juicy. Oh yeah. Um, and it, but it was really sad because the ripple effects of this gossip Mm -hmm. it was going to affect a lot Mm -hmm. of people and Mm -hmm. when she told me my response and I'm not saying oh look how spiritual I was it wasn't that (laughs) it was like when she told me she thought that I would go ha 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 and I was like oh and you know I got teary about it well it made her Mm kind of mad at me and she distanced herself from me because I was like oh yeah I had a friend like that you know and I was like I'm sorry past tense yeah. Same. You yeah. know, and I was like, you know, a yeah. family has just been obliterated and it's going to take them a while to put it together. That to me is never juicy. And you're relishing in that. Yeah. Like, and that's I not cool. And that's to me, that's like the most toxic, toxic example of comparison. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I, I always am like, marriage is hard. Marriage is always worth it. Yeah. Family is hard, but yep. family is always worth it. So, like, when I hear. Yep. The I don't the comparisons of families and marriages that's not my thing because mm-hmm. you know God designed marriage and He designed family and so if we're Jesus followers we have to be for that and yes. I mean at our church we've seen the yes. Lord do great things yes. in marriages that you know you look at Him from the world's eyes and go oh yes. I don't know how He's going to fix that but. You know, Jesus can fix it. Jesus can fix we, it after a while. Yeah, we sing it. <laughs> did we sing it this morning? We did. Yeah, we, we did. did. Oh. I I love that song. Like, oh my gosh, I just love it. I sing it 
even when I'm not even going through trouble, it's just such a like when you're having trouble, it's just such a upbeat song. And if y'all don't know what song it is, it's Jesus Can Fix It. Um Is it Trouble in My Way? Trouble in My Way. Yeah. Jesus can fix it. Google it. The okay. lyrics will come up. Listen to it. But let me tell you, Alden Hall, you know, I was gonna say Google Alden Hall, Alden Hall singing Hall, Jesus trouble, can fix yes, it. Yes, oh. Trouble in My Way. He I mean, I'm like, I know your voice is spirit filled. Like I just I'm just like, oh, the song always like hugs me when Alden's singing it. It's just so good. It's just oh, so good. Oh, and this morning. You know what? This would so be good. you know, I don't know if you all know, but we're trying to get sponsors for our podcast. Yeah. We you know, I think the Rivers Church is an unofficial sponsor of Bourbon and Beignets. Yeah. I mean I think Josh so too. gave us a shout out during sure worship. Did. So that's good. Sure do. But if you ever want to just be encouraged, mm-hmm. Go to Facebook and watch our our worship. We do so Facebook good. Live every Sunday. Yeah, and uh, our worship leaders. So even if you want to be a closet watcher, we don't mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we won't we won't out you. We don't mind. We won't out you at yeah. all. Definitely. We've had other people sneak and watch. It. I know. I, <laughs> I love know. it. I, I love it too. I'm um, like, y'all need to sneak listen to this podcast too. Find us a sponsor. So, <laughs> but right now we're going with the unofficial sponsor of the Rivers Church. But, but we've got some great worship songs yes. that will encourage you. But today Alden just killed it. So good. I mean, like, oh, he's so good. Um. But yeah, we I have a bunch of um verses too that um that the Bible talks about comparison. So there were a whole bunch like I looked these up, but these were the ones that kind of st- stuck out. And one is one of Corbin's favorites, and I love it because um it's something that we say all the time, but like God said it first. So I, I you know, <laughs> if he said it then we need to abide by it. But anyway, um, this one, I love this one. It's Galatians 6, 4 through 5. Each of you must examine your own actions. Then you can be proud of your own accomplishments without comparing yourselves to others or yourself to others. Assume your own responsibility. Like, who? Okay. And then I, then I have a quote that goes with Ooh, it. Oh, yeah. Come it, through with the it quote. It says, comparison is the death of joy. Mm-hmm. And the only person you need to be better than is the one you were yesterday. Come on. And I think, that you know, perfect. that our theme verse, yes. our verses for this whole season, mm-hmm. you know, it says um, in verse two there, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the only person yes. we need to compare ourselves Come on. to. Come on, I was going to mention Fixing our eyes on Jesus. Yes. The pioneer and perfecter of our faith. And this is what I love. For the joy set before him he endured the cross. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that quote was comparison is the death of joy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you want to lose your joy? Yep. Spend your time comparing yourself to other people. Yes. Because there's always going to be somebody faster, smarter, skinnier, prettier, richer. All of it. Yeah. All of it. I, that's what I think about that. I was going to mention that in, uh, it says Jesus, fixing your eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith in um, and he had to endure the cross. So I'm like, have you had to endure the cross? Like, when you compare yourself to Jesus, like you said, <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, I feel this big. And if you don't know what hand motion I'm being, it's the little tiny, you know, minuscule <laughs> mustard seed size of, you know, you feel tiny when you think about all of what Jesus had to go through. And when you compare yourself to him and what... um how we should be looking or who we should be looking towards when we're comparing. It's like, it may seem like a, a big undertaking, but 
you know, you want to inch towards that a little bit. Well, and it's funny when I'm when I'm talking to Mike, sometimes I'll be sharing something and I'll be like, okay. I mean, I know that this is not like hanging on the cross for the whole world's sins, <laughs> but like I, it really hurt my feelings or it really made me sad. And uh, so that's oh man, that's how my mind thinks. That's my comparison is like, I know, but. But. Uh, yeah. Got to put the butt in there. It's just, it's human nature to do it. It just <laughs> is. But I love this uh, versus 2 Corinthians 10, 12. We wouldn't put ourselves in the same class with or compare ourselves to those who are bold enough to make their own recommendations. Certainly, when they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves to themselves, they show how foolish they are. Like, we're so foolish, like, comparing how... um, when you when you are the measurer like of your success instead of looking to Jesus <laughs> like as your measure of success it's like but i am the best it, it's a faulty standard of yeah, measurement yeah you look foolish that's just yeah. what it is I it's like i would say that it's like if you've ever made if you ever made candy using a candy thermometer yes okay you know your candy Pralines. thermometer yeah oh yeah. yeah well my candy thermometers they never last long no and i don't know i guess it's cuz they get so hot making per- do you mm-hmm. call them pralines or pralines? Pralines. Okay. We, we say pralines in New Orleans. Okay. Well, Ginger in Kentucky says pralines. Everyone in Kentucky yeah, says pralines. I've converted um, Corbin, though. He says pralines now. Oh, so yeah. So he's mm-hmm. like New Orleanian. He's trying. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you can have that, that candy thermometer. And once the... Th- once the temperature gets off, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah, it messes everything up. Yeah, you're not getting an accurate yep. temperature read there, and I think that's what we do when mm-hmm. when we set our standards of comparison instead of our standard being Christ. Ooh. We're in trouble. Mm, that's when you're making <laughs> pralines this juicy instead. Yeah. Of <laughs> it, it ends up being an ice cream topping, right? Don't don't be a juicy praline. <laughs> that's gonna go on the merch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we got to get our merch We got to. I know. That's my fault, y'all. My computer is spazzing out. I tried to get Ray Ray, my sister, to help out, and it just, her computer spazzed out, too. So, well, I'll, I'll use Corbin's computer. I'm going to stop making excuses and yeah. go ahead and finish our, up. Because our merch is super cute. I know. And people want our merch. We, yeah. we have fans, legit fans. So. And we put notes in last week's show. Did y'all so. see the show notes if you didn't go back and listen to episode five? Yeah. Definitely. But this is my favorite verse. On comparison, and I gotta let me let me switch versions because this I, is the King James no version, and, and there's a lot of these and thous and yees and yows. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's too funny. And so, this is First Thessalonians uh, four eleven, and um, the theme of it is uh, living to please God. This that's the theme of it in in IV but this is my favorite part of the the whole 1st Thessalonians 4 of this entire chapter wait on me and to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life you should mind your own business and work <laughs> with your hands just as we told you so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anybody so god was like mind your business <laughs> That's how you get the respect of others on the outside. Mind your life. Do do you work with your hands? Mind your business. My favorite part is you should mind your own business. Well, I love that. Lead a quiet life. 
Well, and I like the work with your hands part. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't think that necessarily means take up woodworking. Right, or, right. Or, you know, Landscaping. metal cutting. Metallurgy, or, you know, so, yes. Um, but I, I do think it means be a person of action. Mm-hmm. Like if you are... Um, if you are seeking to lead mm-hmm. that quiet life, you are minding your own business. Mm-hmm. My, I'm full of quotes today. Bob Goff says, we won't be distracted by comparison if we are captivated with perfect purpose. Yes. And so, you know, if you're a Jesus follower, your purpose is yes. to go love other people and point them to the cross. Yes, exactly. And if you're doing that, you don't, yes. it really eliminates time for compare, time to compare yourself to other people. Exactly. And uh, I think about our little church, and some of the other church plants, like, I love that Reform Nash is, like, a gospel that walks. Like, it's about action. Yeah. And, like, it's the a, Rivers That's a great is, slogan. It's so good. And, like, the Rivers is, like, go love somebody. It's not, like, saying, yeah, we should love people. It's, like, no, this is go love somebody. Like, Jesus commanded it, so we're, we're going to do it. And it's all about action. And so, like you said, I didn't take it as a, um, like, work with your hands. Like, you need to, if you buy a bed, you need to make it yourself or anything like that. Or, well, you know what that the go love somebody mm-hmm. what i've loved about our little church is that and by the way we'll just say we are not perfect no we we're no. messy we're messy grace messy yeah. church but we love it it's yes. a, it's a lovable mess band of misfit christians <laughs> absolutely mm-hmm. but when you are um when we say go love somebody how i go love somebody doesn't look the same way that Whitney goes to love somebody. Right. And and like I this is just the first example that came to my mind. For me, part of going and loves loving mm-hmm. others is right now with COVID, I am the grocery runner right. of our children's ministry. Right. And so when it's time to do the meal, I'm doing Sam's online mm-hmm. and I'm going to pick it up. I'm getting it here. Other people help do other parts of it. But for yes. the most part, that's something I schedule in my week. Yes. Um you know, that's one of the things mm-hmm. that I do. But, you know, something that you do is mm-hmm. we've got uh, some of our kids that need help with their hair. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just going to be honest. Whitney already knows this. I do not know how to do twists and braids and... Dreads, all of them. Yeah, yeah. all of them. Yeah. It's um, right. it's, it's not my gift. No, no. That's <laughs> and, all and right, that's okay. though. But that, I don't, I don't look at Whitney and mm-hmm. go, oh, I really should take the time to learn how to do that. Right. And I'm not running groceries. I, yeah. I love I love people, but I, that's not my ministry. Not right yeah. now, at least. Um, and if our little church, if you want to see it get broke down real quick... Mm-hmm. If when we start getting in that, oh, you know, Whitney does the hair and I need to figure out how to do that. And, right. You know, then if I'm trying, because what you do, it looks real complicated. And so <laughs> I'm like, if I take the time to learn to do all of that, then I yeah. don't have time to make sure that yeah. we've got the food that we need exactly. ordered for Tuesday. Exactly. You know, so I think God didn't design us yes. to be a part of the body of Christ mm-hmm. to compare. Yeah, it's always funny when um, I say, I tell people, like, I love our kids' ministry. We haven't, I hadn't intentionally really been active just because um, I work in a hospital. And what I would hate to happen is that I give COVID to one of these kids. And then it, unfortunately, a lot of them live in very close uh, proximity of one another. And what I would hate to happen is, like, one kid catches COVID and then, like, the whole it complex spreads, yeah, is... Spreads it, it's everywhere. And, like, I'm a super spreader. And, like, that is that is my worst fear with this 
whole virus. So um, I've been doing what I can remotely and um, it sucks because I, I love the kids. But I love when I tell someone that, you know, I'm, I work with our kids. It's our kids ministry and tell them what we uh, were doing on Tuesday nights and feeding kids and everything. And um it's so funny because we're talking about comparison and it always with kids ministries, it's like, oh, you do that. That's so cool. And like, I wish, you know, either I wish we could do that at our church or like, this is what we do. And like, yeah. you know, it's a comparison, like we tutor or, you know, we do arts and crafts every week or, you know, something like that. And I'm like, it's all good. Like, I want these kids so to then, have wh- Jesus every day of the week. So then Whitney says, well, we tutor and do crafts. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but, like, I want these kids to have examples of Jesus Monday through Friday, even if it's not, you know, the same denomination or even if it's, um, you know, they they may get tutored on Tuesday and Thursday, but not on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Like, they're still, they're still good works. Like, they're definitely still good works. So when you compare ministry, it's really hard to compare ministries at at our church because like you pick something like if you want to do something okay that's your ministry let's like you handle that go for it and i think too part of that comes from what type of tradition Mm -hmm. you have come out of or tradition that you're in because there are some traditions that are very scarcity mindset right like there's a limited amount of grace exactly there's a limited amount of forgiveness you know in that scarcity mindset really it i in my experience, mm-hmm. it is a great joy limiter. Yeah. You know, yeah. but a if thief you, of joy. You could say that. Mm-hmm. You could. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you come from that plenty, there's yes. there's plenty. And yes. there's always going to be plenty. There's always plenty of grace. There's always plenty of forgiveness. Yep. You know, um, there's always plenty of mercy. Yeah. That's a big one. Ooh. Um then, you know, that's a great compare. You don't have to compare then. It's exactly. like there's, you're, we're not going to run out of anything. Exactly. And I think sometimes that comparison is fueled by scarcity. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Especially when, like, you're scarce in membership or, like, church yeah. membership. I think that's sure. a... I always go back to my um, collegiate sorority days when, like, we used to step. <laughs> and our, our chapter was small. We were on a predominantly white campus, and I belonged to a black sorority. So, um the pickings were slim. Like, how do I say that? Like, <laughs> in a, you know, P, you know, a politically correct, there basically weren't as many black people on campus as there would like a HBCU, which is a historically black college and university. So when it came time for step shows, when, you know, chapters at like Xavier University, and I love them, my Gamma Alpha Soros, love them, um, love them all, but we had a close connection with them. And so when they would step, it's like, 25 girls like yeah. <laughs> I mean it's like a thunderous booming clap and then when it's a six it's like y'all better step real hard because yeah. <laughs> like six you know but at the same time sometimes we would go to step shows where there were a lot of uh people but when one person is off it sounds so bad yeah <laughs> so it's like okay when you have six people it's not you know quantity is not as great as quality in that circumstance. And so in like sorority and fraternity talk a lot with like black Greeks, we talk about uh, quality versus quantity. And I think about that in terms of church membership and what, what that looks like. Like that's great. You have 5,000 members. Um, But like, how are you going to be able to scale that um, to really make sure that you're caring for everybody? It's like, Health versus unhealth. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I'm not saying like 
our small church is better than the 5,000 person church. That's, hey, look, you could be doing everything is great because that is a comparison. Like, my church is better than yours and this, that, and the other. That's not the point. The point is when you start focusing on things um, like quantity or those things that are scarce and like your measure of success is how many people you can bring in the church versus how many people because you of can how much money you can bring in the basket right versus how many people you can <laughs> yeah. bring to Jesus then like like that's not that that is not a good form of comparison sure. at all sure. at all like I, I always think about that and I'm like that's great got 5,000 members like how many of them are true Jesus followers though like that's that is it like how many people, uh, when comparing themselves, are comparing themselves to Christ, not the neighbor next door who put five hundred dollars in the in the collection plate versus fifty? Like, well, it's funny, you know, Alden, and I think social media is a place where there's a lot of comparison. And Alden said today, he said, you know, I love coming to the Rivers Church. I love seeing what you all are doing. And he said, if you just look at what's going online and all of the things that this church does and its reach, mm -hmm. he said, you might think that this place is full. Yeah. And he goes, and then you get here and it's like 20 of you all are right. 25 of you all. <laughs> right. And he was like, and then I looked at you and go, yeah, it's definitely God. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> so, exactly. Um, but exactly. That, that kind of brings us to um, our last point because mm -hmm. we were talking about there there are positive comparisons Definitely. though. And, you know, um, we talked about the idea of iron sharpening iron. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have a friend, um, Randy Lynn, and... Um, she's one of our top fans, she too. Is. She's a top fan, of Definitely. course. And I'm a top fan of her in yes. real life. But um, she, you know, I compare my prayer life to hers. Mm -hmm. Not in that hers is great and mine is bad. It's just hers is so disciplined mm -hmm. that it makes me want to be more disciplined. Yep. And I know hers is disciplined because, and this is bad, but I've said it before and I'll say it again. Yeah. I totally peeked in her prayer journal. <laughs> and because I was staying with her and it was out on her kitchen table, and it's not like I flipped through the pages. Yeah, it was just yeah. literally open. And she'd gotten up that morning. She's the headmistress or head administrator or whatever mm -hmm. of the private school. So she'd gotten up early. She'd had her quiet time, mm -hmm. drank her coffee, and then she went to work. And then I was just hanging out at her house and shopping. Mm -hmm. So I just, you know, dawdle around and yeah. <laughs> not quite the discipline that she has. <laughs> and so I get up and I look and there's her Bible where she's done her Bible study and her prayer journal and yes. everything's written out in it. And it was just so sweet because she had been praying for me and she'd mm -hmm. been praying for me a long time. And my, mm -hmm. if you don't know, my mom's very sick and we're still trying to get a diagnosis and, and that's been just a heavy burden. Well, so I look and she has it written out on that page. Aww. Well, then I couldn't like help, but I was like, well, I got to flip to the day before. <laughs> so I flipped the day before she had prayed for me. Oh, prayed for my mom. Well, I was like, okay, let's see, third day. <laughs> After that, I stopped. It just it didn't yeah, seem yeah. my conscience. My Jiminy Cricket was like, don't do it anymore. But when I saw that, though, yeah. that was a comparison that's mm -hmm. been so good for me because I was mm -hmm. like, it meant so much for me to know. Yeah, because you know, there was a Far Side cartoon years ago, and it was like. Uh, when you tell somebody you'll pray for them in the church foyer and it's the guy walking towards the other guy and the guy looks at me and goes, oh, crap. I said I'd pray for Ben. Dear God, 
Bless Ben. Hey, Ben, I've been praying for you. <laughs> and and that's, that's just true, <laughs> that's a lack of discipline. That is so true. In my that's prayer so life. But so to see just that she spent that time with the Lord every yeah. morning. Yeah. I was like, oh, I wanna I wanna be that. Yes. I'm not there yet, but I'm getting better. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so I think that's a, a good comparison. And it you'd is. said, of course, Katrina Bama. I said, look, um, I told Ginger straight up, I was like, I'm always like comparing my spiritual life. I mean, and you all don't know the intricacies, but and by you all, I mean Katrina Bama Shaw and Ginger Moore. Um, you all don't know the intricacies or um, everything that happens in my life, but I always use you all, you two, as um, great spiritual examples. I use uh-huh. I use my mom as well. Um, my mother, she has like. She has this war room, uh, like after oh, after the movie happened, yeah. she has has this war room, and like I can always sense when, like I know my mother prays for me every day, but when it's something special, like especially with the gift of discernment, yeah. like I know my mom prays for me with the gift of discernment, whereas um, like for you, I think about not only uh, prayer life, but um, I just think about um, courage a lot. And I know you think that you, uh-huh. like, for you, you you're like, what? Like, I, like, why would you look to me for, like, having a <laughs> courageous like a spirit? <laughs> right, right. But, like, as a courageous spirit, I, I just don't think people understand the depth of, like, leaving a safe space for something that's unsure and comfortable and, and uncomfortable and, you know, kind of goes against the grain of how both of us, yeah. We both grew up oh, in it's definitely against the grain. Way against the grain. Um and Katrina, she's just so rooted in the word, like with everything. Like we could be talking and she will bring something back to Jesus so quick. And you do it too. You do it a lot too. But like you and Katrina, uh, my mom always was of course a spiritual role model, but I think people who have come into my life you know for that purpose definitely have been you Aww. and Katrina Bama Shaw. Um my mom if you don't know Ginger and my mother, their <laughs> prayers, they work. I, they they got a direct line. I'm like, I feel like mine is like one of the cords that like spiral. So <laughs> rotary, ro- like a rotary, a rotary phone, phone with a cord. And, and they have like an iPhone 12 connection line. <laughs> like they do. I just I don't know what it is. And my mom, um, you know, she's the thing that I love about her is that um, she doesn't. I learned very early of my like worry about your own business now i will say every now and then she'll she'll try to gossip and she listens to this so every now and then she'll try to you know gossip a little bit with me and uh she'll she'll be like (laughs) but i'm not gonna say nothing because if i don't have nothing nice to say i'm not you know and so i love that about her like she'll catch herself it's really cute actually when she like will get into it well you know dolly parton and steel magnolia says you don't have anything nice to say come stand by me yeah exactly exactly and so i love that about her but she's very um, my mom's always been upbeat when she she battled cancer twice and um the first time was was worse than the second time praise god but um that she went through it but she always was so rooted in her faith with that and like and I knew she knew that like I was scared raven was scared yeah. my dad was scared about especially my dad like my dad was a total just mush yeah. like oh my gosh because I think the fear was real like I could not have my wife here and so um, for her, she was so 
just steadfast in the Lord at that time. And so um, I thought about that. And every trial she's had, she's always just going to the Lord for everything. So I really look at her for that. And I look at you for like a courageous spirit. And Katrina is just, I mean, so rooted in Jesus and for, um, I think, someone so young to be that rooted. Um, And she may not think she's young, but I think to be that rooted in what she's gone through in life is a big deal. And I agree. Just the few times I've been around her, like, if everybody puts off an energy, Katrina Bama's energy is just, it's one of just... Like she is a submissive daughter of the king yes. who has discernment. Yes, and she I, is. You wanna compare, if you want to compare yourself, that is a great comparison. Yes. Not yes. in a, oh, like I'll never be that good. Yes. But in a, she makes me want to be better. Exactly. And so I think exactly. there's something about those spiritual friendships mm-hmm. that definitely that point you to the cross more. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, ultimately the, the most humbling thing mm-hmm. is to always compare ourselves to Christ. Yeah. And, oh, well, it's so woefully short. Exactly. <laughs> ooh, girl, very, very short. Like, ooh, almost non-existent short. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I have another friend that she and I, um, it's nice to have seen our growth yeah. um, together in Christ. Um, and I think we probably both, um, we look to Katrina for that, um, just like growth in Christ. And I can tell it, and we've never had this discussion, but me and this other friend, like to see her having that growth as well is like a big deal. And just to see what, how impactful a spiritual friendship and relationship can have. And we talked about like friendships with a purpose and there's so many different purposes for a friendship. Um, and I do know which, um, like friendships are for a spiritual purpose, like friendships because like this is my comfort. Like, you know, I have a friend that is just comfortable. Like anytime yeah. I'm around her, I'm like, oh, it's like nostalgia and like, oh, just love being around her and love having our time. We're not able to see each other much because she still lives in New Orleans, but like it's just it's just a comfort thing. It's like a natural comfort. So um I don't know, just and I have a ton of friends, but um I have no friends, air quotes. I have yes. a ton of friends, air quotes, but I have only have probably like, you know, six or seven really close friends that I, I'm like, I could call you in the middle of the night and, you know. Well, you know, that's my, I, I just spent a week at the right. beach with one of my dearest and best. And we were sitting on the beach and we were just, we were talking through good stuff and mm-hmm. bad stuff and hard stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just in the middle of that, she said, I just really appreciate you listening yeah. to me. And I said, how could I not? Right. I said, we have been friends. I said, other than my family, mm-hmm. like, and I mean my family is in my mother and my father mm-hmm. and my sister. I have one friend that I met in first grade. Mm-hmm. And other than those four people on yep. the earth, my friend Gwen mm-hmm. is, I've known her the longest. Yes. And, yes. you know, we met when I was in third grade. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we've just been through so many seasons together. Mm-hmm. And she she loves the Lord. Yes. And just wants to do His will. Yes. And so to have that, that's a comparison. Yes. You know, and I think yes. you just... You just need to pray that the Lord puts those people in your path. Yeah. Because when you get those people... Those are gifts. They they are. are. And like, they're your cheerleaders. Like, of course, we're all like, oh my gosh, like, I 
you know, wish I had a car like this person or like my friend Andrew just bought a Venza and I'm like, I've been hawking them. Oh. Like I've been looking at them and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see her Venza because it's like, I know it's going to be lit. I just, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it in person. Like I'm genuinely happy for her um, and her getting a car um, and we... We won't talk about my car, but it's... Yeah. Um, That'll be another episode. That's in a whole nother episode. But, yeah. like, I think about that, and it's, like, a healthy comparison. Like, it's one of those things where I'm your cheerleader, and that's what I want to get to at some point, like, getting a new car or whatever. But it's not something that I'm... Like, that's not going to steal my joy. Like, I actually have more joy now because I'm like, oh, my gosh, my best friend just got a new car. Like, yeah. that's so cool, you know? So I think about things, uh, like, in compare, like comparison in that case is not necessarily a negative thing. It's a positive thing. It's like comparison is not the thief of joy in that instance. It's a little, you know, it's adding joy to my life. But that's because I am intentional about it, about not allowing negative comparisons like yeah, I, I know I was like maybe I need to revise my quote comparison is the thief of joy maybe maybe a negative comparison or unhealthy there you go unhealthy comparison unhealthy is the thief comparison. of joy because you know there is there is such thing as mm-hmm. and I, there is such thing as healthy comparison and you know we talked about earlier like is comparison just a human thing is it just yeah. the humanness in us yeah but at the same time I think that the Lord wouldn't have give us, given us the scripture that talks about iron sharpening iron yeah, yeah. unless comparison can be a good thing yeah. at times as well. And so, I, you know, and I, I'm thinking through our episodes, so many of our episodes we've talked about you can be entangled in something and it can keep you from mm-hmm. that abundant life, mm-hmm. but there's also a positive take. Yes. That same thing that can entangle you yep. and almost hamstring you. Yep. The positive version of that yes. is something that can actually get yeah. you, point you closer to the cross. Comparison can dwell in a positive place. Sure it can. Yeah. Sure it can. So, but I'm just, I'm glad y'all listened today. Yeah. And we we had fun planning this we one. Did. And then we, I think we've had fun talking about it with we y'all. We um, We've got... Do we have two more episodes coming up? We have two more, episodes seven and eight. Yeah, we've got, we'll have one more that's pretty serious, Mm -hmm. and then we're excited about episode eight. It's going to be a fun, a fun episode. So if you, um, if you liked what you've heard from us, we love stars, and we love reviews, and we love shares. Hit five stars. Yeah, we don't want no four stars for us. No. So um, if you, if you want to give us a review, we're always grateful for that. And then also, we always like to tell um, you to listen to Called by God. Yeah. Because they're our intro and our outro music, and we just love and appreciate them. So, so thanks for listening, y'all. Thanks, y'all. Bye. From your salvation, I come to you, Lord, as your broken creation. Make me willing, willing to obey.